Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. A uh, quick shout out to everybody that listened to the inaugural episode, the very first episode that we released uh, last week. Thank you guys so much. I was really not expecting the outpouring of support I got from a lot of family and friends and, uh, and uh, co-workers. Thank you guys so much for supporting that. If you have yet to listen to that episode, make sure you listen to that episode before you listen to this one. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. Obviously, if you're hearing my voice, you're probably on SoundCloud because it's the only place that it is being uploaded. Thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure to follow the show uh, on Instagram and Twitter at, at um, underscore Average Joe Show. Uh, and we got another fun show for you guys today. The NFL draft is just around the corner. I'm really excited. The very first virtual draft uh, that we're going to have because of the whole COVID-19 thing. Uh, but without further ado, let's just jump straight into the news. First up in the news, we have the Cleveland Browns releasing their new uniforms this week. Uh, I believe they're the third or the fourth team to release new uniforms this offseason. I think we still have more teams. I know the Patriots are releasing new uniforms uh, on Monday, I believe. But overall, I've got to say I'm, I'm fairly impressed with the new Browns uniforms. I think that they're definitely one of the better new uniform releases that we've had. Uh, I, I like that they went back to the old looking Browns uniforms because I thought the ones that they had up until this point uh, for the last uh, five or so years were pretty ugly. One of the uglier uniforms in the NFL. Uh, I, I just don't think that you really needed to change the classic Browns look. The Browns have not had much success lately, but one success has been their uniforms. I think they have really good uniforms. Uh, I really wish they would have gone back to the gray face mask. I think the gray face mask looks really good. They went with a more dark uh, brown look, which which looks nice. But overall, I've got to say, uh, I would definitely give the new Browns uniforms a solid 8 out of 10. Next up in the news, we have huge contract news. Christian McCaffrey inked a new deal with the Carolina Panthers this week. It's a four-year, $30.1 million deal, which makes him the highest paid running back in the NFL. Uh, this is big news for Panthers fans. You guys get to have Christian McCaffrey around for a little longer. I know that there was rumors going around not that long ago that the Panthers were willing to shop anybody, willing to trade anybody, including Christian McCaffrey. But uh, I think this is great news if you're a Panthers fan. Great news, obviously, if you're Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and I think this money is well-deserved. Uh, he, he just passed Ezekiel Elliott as the highest-paid running back in the NFL, and I think he deserves it because not only is he a fantastic running back, a fantastic runner, but he's also essentially a number one receiver in that offense. I mean, he had 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving last year. He's really the total package. And uh, I saw something on Twitter going around this week where somebody was asking, uh, it, who would you rather start a franchise with, Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey? And I don't know who, but there was an analyst that said that it's an impossible choice. And I absolutely disagree with that to the highest caliber. I think that you cannot even consider Derrick Henry over Christian McCaffrey because to me Christian McCaffrey does so much more than Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey not only can run with power like we see Derrick Henry obviously not to the extent that Derrick Henry runs with. Derrick Henry is a massive monster of a human being but Christian McCaffrey also does it in the passing game which Derrick Henry has definitely struggled with uh, in his career. So yeah I'm really uh, really really excited for Christian McCaffrey glad that he got this new contract. Uh, obviously a little bit risky with the running back contracts that have been given out lately to guys like Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, hopefully the Panthers won't come to regret this, but obviously it's a little bit of a different situation with Christian McCaffrey because of his receiving abilities. 
And coming up next in the news, we have Jay Glazer after hyping up a re- a groundbreaking report that he had on Twitter, hyping it up uh, to the nth degree. Everybody was super excited, tuned into whatever the heck show he had going on. And his announcement was the very first NFL player to be diagnosed with COVID-19 and it's Rams center, uh, Brian Allen. And I know people were not totally psyched about the this news by Jay Glazer that he hyped it up so much. Uh, a lot of people didn't know who Brian Allen was before he got diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, uh, but that's not the point. Obviously, it is big news. This is, this is the very first uh, NFL player to be diagnosed or, uh, yeah, to be diagnosed with the virus. So, uh, and then the very next day, even bigger news, Von Miller, who is a superstar in this league, former Super Bowl MVP, has also been diagnosed with COVID-19. So now there are two NFL players diagnosed with the virus. Uh, obviously, this is not good news for anybody that's uh, that wants the NFL to be back shortly. Um, I, I, know, I know that it's still a ways away that started the NFL season, but uh, this is not a not a good uh, not a good sign for returning uh, on time. the The league says it still plans to release its schedule on May nineteenth or May 9th, rather. Uh, hopefully, uh, by the time football season starts and by the time that schedule starts. Uh, this COVID-19 thing is uh, figured out. Uh, it's not looking great right now, but I really hope that this does not affect the NFL season. It's already affecting the NFL offseason. There's a lot of virtual training camp going on. Uh, there will be after the draft. Um, so that'll be definitely a little bit different and really hard on some of the rookies coming in this year as they won't get to transition into an NFL training camp like normal rookies would. Um, and then coming up last in the news, the NFL has announced its plans to hold an, a virtual draft. Um, obviously, I talked about this at the beginning of the show. This is the very first virtual draft we're ever going to have. Uh, a lot of people don't really know what virtual draft means. I didn't really know what virtual draft meant. But basically, this just means uh, they're doing the draft over Zoom, I believe. They're doing it over um, conference call. Uh, all of the GMs, all of the front office guys, scouts, coaches are going to be in their own homes. They're not going to be at the facilities. They're not going to be at the draft, obviously, as the draft was moved from Vegas to now uh, Roger Goodell's basement uh, is where Roger Goodell will be announcing the picks. And uh, a little information on the whole virtual draft. Apparently, each of the big name prospects was sent a kit home with a a recording device, I believe a phone or some sort of camera to set up as well as lighting uh, to get the good lighting. So not only the prospects have to worry about uh, who they're going to get drafted by, but they're going to have to worry about uh, being producers for this uh, for the NFL draft, um, and the teams are actually every team is doing an, a uh, mock draft this Monday, where it sounds like they'll select legendary players, players from uh, the past, players that are not in the NFL anymore. So they're doing a a practice draft just in case anything goes wrong. And the NFL did a, did announce that they will have some leeway as far as technical difficulties go. If if there's any technical difficulties, and it's the reason that a team can't get a pick in, or you can't get something done. Uh, they'll try to have leeway with that. But yeah, also Madden is creating uh, virtual interactions with Roger Goodell. Obviously, the prospects are not going to be able to go up on stage and shake Roger Goodell's hand or fist pump him or whatever they would want to do. So the NFL is actually, or Madden rather, has actually gone on and created uh, virtual uh, interactions with the commissioner for a lot of these higher named prospects. 
Uh, this is super interesting. If you're a fan of the Madden games like I am, uh, you're kind of wondering, hey, why the heck was this not in Madden forever ago? <laughs> I mean, Madden players have been asking for something like this forever. And if the next Madden game comes out and there's not something like this in there, uh, I think you're going to have a lot of really angry Madden fans. But yeah, that kind of wraps up the news. Uh, we're going to get into my very first uh, official NFL 2020 mock draft. I've never done a mock draft before. Um, I don't totally know what I'm doing, but yeah, let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the 2020 Average Joe NFL Mock Draft. Uh, these, this is the very first mock draft I've ever done. This is a super big deal. Why should you listen to a mock draft done by somebody with no scouting experience or no experience in any front office whatsoever? Uh, I'm not sure. I have no idea. I can't give you any reasons. Uh, why am I doing a mock draft? I figured because everybody and their brother's sister is also doing a mock draft that I would just jump right up on the bandwagon. Have a little content for the podcast and uh you know we're, let's not waste too much time let's jump right into the podcast so the cincinnati Bengals are on the clock with the first pick in the 2020 nfl draft the cincinnati Bengals select quarterback joe burrow out of lsu uh this one's pretty obvious i think that this you can put this one in pen uh or put it in stone really i i think if you're Cincinnati, there's no way you can pass up on Joe Burrow. He's a an Ohio kid. Uh, we saw him during his Heisman speech. He's super proud of Ohio and does a lot of great work for Ohio. So to me, it's a very, very obvious pick for Cincinnati. Go get your franchise quarterback. There's been rumors about Miami potentially coming up and trying to trade for the number one pick to get Joe Burrow. But I think if you're Cincinnati, um, you can't put a price on someone who will come into your franchise and change it for the next 15 to 20 years. And that's what Joe Burrow has the potential to be, a guy who completely changes the the complexion of that team. And uh, yeah, so Cincinnati goes with their future franchise quarterback with the number one pick. And now the Washington Redskins are on the clock. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, uh, edge rusher out of Ohio State University. Um, this is another one that you can probably put in pen, uh, maybe almost put in stone. Uh, there's been some hype about them maybe taking Tua. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think maybe if if Ron Rivera had been there for a few years and maybe he was on the hot seat, that maybe he would try to uh, draft a quarterback and maybe put his name to that so he could buy himself a couple more years. But to me, uh, it's the first year under Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. Uh, Chase Young's the best player in the in the NFL draft. Uh, a lot of people have him. Most people have him as the number one prospect. He's a general generational talent at the edge rusher position. And if you put him on that D line, that already really talented D line that Washington has, I think you have probably one of the most talented, if not the most talented, defensive lines in the NFL. And you can build around that defense. And then uh, this season and down the road, you can kind of see what you have in Dwayne Haskins. And yeah, so I think it's a it's an obvious pick. The first two picks are both really obvious to me. Uh, Chase, uh, Chase Young going number two to the Washington Redskins. And now the Detroit Lions are on the clock at number three. With the third pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions take cornerback Jeffrey Akuda out of Ohio State. Uh, a lot of people think that this is, this is where a quarterback needy team could potentially come in and trade to get their quarterback, to get Tua, to get Justin Herbert. 
Um, and that could very well happen. I didn't have any trades in my mock draft. I just went straight up how the trades or how the uh, picks line up right now. Um, I, I could see somebody coming in and trading uh, to get a quarterback. But to me, the way I see it, it, it looks to me like the, the Dolphins and the Chargers don't look all that desperate to come up and get a quarterback. I think they're content with, with staying where they are. And I, uh, and I think the, the Lions will just stay in this spot and take a potential franchise uh, player in Jeffrey Okuda. A lot of people think that he could develop to be even better than Darius Slay, who's a guy that they lost this offseason. Obviously, Matt Patricia is a defensive guy. He comes from the, uh, coaching the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, he'll fall in love with a guy like Jeffrey Okuda, who, a guy who can shut down an entire half of the field and really help develop that defense. And you hope this season going into this uh, 2020 season that uh, the Detroit Lions have a little bit better luck with injuries. Hopefully Matthew Stafford stays in, uh, injury free and they can really see what this team has. And uh, a good start would be taking Jeffrey Okuda. And with that, the New York Giants are officially on the clock. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants go with tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Uh, we've seen a lot of linemen come out of Iowa and succeed guys like Brandon Scherf uh, in Washington. And there's a lot of uh, smoke coming out about the Giants maybe selecting Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker safety here. Uh, and not to say that that would be a bad pick, but I think if you have invested so much uh, into uh, that quarterback, Daniel Jones, I think you got to protect him. They, they believe that Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future, contrary to what a lot of people would believe uh, he actually had. A fairly good rookie season. I think you got to invest if you have a rookie quarterback like that. Uh, protect him, give him uh, help on that offensive line, so that you can see what he develops into. Because it's hard to judge a quarterback if he has no protection. Tristan Wirfs. A lot of people have him as the number one tackle in this draft. Some people have Jedrick Wills as the number one, but uh, Tristan Wirfs is an absolute athletic freak. We saw him at the combine doing just crazy things as far as athleticism goes. He runs insane and he's an extremely strong guy i think you can put him at anywhere on that uh offensive line you can put him at tackle you can put him at guard i think he will play tackle at the next level so the new york giants bolstered that offensive line and helped daniel jones out and now the miami dolphins are on the clock and with the fifth pick in the 2020 nfl draft the miami dolphins select quarterback tua tungawailoa out of alabama um, you go and get your franchise guy, get the guy that your fans have been clamoring for. If you go on Dolphins Twitter, uh, they all want Tua. None of them want Justin Herbert. And I think if the Dolphins do select Justin Herbert, like a lot of people think that they will, uh, Dolphins Twitter will go insane. Um, there has been a ton of smoke going around about Justin Herbert being, uh, being picked here. Most mock drafts have Justin Herbert being picked by the Miami Dolphins. The way I see it is I don't understand why a team at number five would leak out this much information about which quarterback they like. It makes no sense to me. If they had the number one pick, sure, I could see uh, it making more sense if all this is getting leaked out. But to me, I, uh, I don't understand why there would be so much coming out if you're sitting at number five that the Dolphins want Justin Herbert. I think there's a lot of smoke involved. I, I think that the Dolphins still value Tua Tonga-Vailoa over Justin Herbert. And I hope personally as a Dolphins fan that they do valued to a tongue below over Justin Herbert. Um, Dolphins have been a team that have loved smoke screens in the past a couple of years back when they drafted Charles Harris, who has turned into an absolutely spectacular bust. Uh, they didn't take a single meeting with the guy. 
uh, before the NFL draft because they didn't want anybody to think that they were selecting him. So to me, all the Justin Herbert's thing, uh, all the Justin Herbert talk seems to be smoke and the Dolphins go with the guy that they've been quote unquote tanking for for two years now. Tuatonga Wailoa comes in. He can sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year, uh, get ready uh, as they build that offensive line to protect him. Obviously, the injuries scare a lot of people. I just, I don't see a talent like Tua dropping because of injuries. I think if he gets healthy, if you uh, surround him with a good offensive line, surround him with good offensive weapons, uh, he can turn into a franchise guy, which is something that the Dolphins have been lacking for years and years. Uh, the, the franchise quarterback, the guy that can come in and lead their franchise uh, to a new era. And now we have the Los Angeles Chargers on the clock with pick number six. With the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers go linebacker Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. And this is kind of my first big curveball, uh, unless you consider the Tua pick a curveball. Uh, I don't have the Chargers selecting a quarterback here. To me, it seems like they're not all that desperate to get a quarterback. They seem to be... Uh, okay with Tyrod Taylor being their quarterback for the year. Um, and, you know, how much can you really believe that? A lot of people say that they love their quarterback before a, a young quarterback is available for them in the draft. But to me, you add Isaiah Simmons. This is one of my picks on last week's episode that I said that I would love to see Isaiah Simmons in this Chargers defense. You already have a guy like Derwin James, super uh, versatile dude, can uh, play multiple positions. And Isaiah Simmons is the same way. You can play him at linebacker, you can play him at safety, you can play him at edge rusher, and you add him to a defense with uh, Melvin Ingram, with Derwin James, Casey Hayward, Joey Bosa. I mean, that's one of the best defenses in the league. And maybe after this draft, you can go and sign a guy like Cam Newton, or you can pick up a guy later on the draft, a guy like Jalen Hurts, maybe in the second or third round, or Jordan Love, potentially in the second round, depending on where he drops. But yeah, I have the Chargers bypassing... uh, Justin Herbert and going defense in this draft. And I think uh, this is where you'll start to see uh, Justin Herbert slide a little bit. I think if anybody in this draft has a potential to slide, it's Justin Herbert. I, th- I think a lot of hype around him. Uh, to me, it seems like smoke. Although, what the heck do I know? Nothing really. But to me, I in my draft, I have Justin Herbert sliding a little bit. So we'll see where he goes. And with that, the Carolina Panthers are now on the clock with pick number seven. And with the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select cornerback C.J. Henderson out of Florida. There's been a lot of buzz lately about C.J. Henderson maybe going higher than a lot of people expect. Um, And there's been some buzz about maybe the Atlanta Falcons trying to trade up to acquire C.J. Henderson. Uh, The Carolina Panthers, in my mock draft, don't give them that chance. They go and select the potential shutdown corner to uh, keep him away from Atlanta. And you lost James Bradbury this uh, offseason. You acquired... Some guys on offense, you got um, Teddy Bridgewater, you brought in um, the, the receiver from the Jets, uh, Robbie Anderson, blanked on his name for a split. So you added some weapons on offense. Um, I'm not really sure what their plan is this season, if they're rebuilding or if they're trying to win now, but I think this is a good step towards improving that defense, uh, signing a potential shutdown corner. And I'm going to try to speed this draft up because I realize if I keep going at the pace that I'm going now, this thing is going to be forever long. So now we have the Arizona Cardinals on the clock. With the eighth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select defensive tackle Derek Brown out of Auburn. There's been a lot of people saying that this is going to be the pick for Arizona if he's available there at number eight. 
I think this is a steal. This is a really good pick for Arizona. They've done a lot to try to improve that offense. You have Kyler Murray in there now. You have uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who you uh, stole from the Houston Texans. Now you try to build that defense. You get somebody to play along Chandler, uh, alongside Chandler Jones, uh, improve that defensive line. And I think Arizona could be a team to look out for this next season. They could be a, uh, a much improved team. And you bring in a guy like Derek Brown, who's a, a wrecker. He plays a tremendous uh, run defense, and he can rush the passer. And just a strong, uh, great defensive tackle to put on that defensive line. And now the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock with the number nine pick. With a ninth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select tackle Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Uh, the Jaguars have a lot of needs. Uh, most people think that this is one of the worst rosters. I think this is probably the worst roster in the NFL. Uh, they have a ton of holes. It's crazy how they've gone from AFC Championship just a few years ago to a roster really depleted of talent. Uh, to me, if Jedrick Wills is here at number nine, uh, tackle might not be the most... Uh, the biggest need for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that's too good of a talent to pass up. Most people have him as the number one tackle on their board. Um, so you get him, you slide a guy like Cam Robinson inside to guard. You have your your franchise tackle for the next few years, whether you're sticking with Gardner Minshew or you're uh, drafting a quarterback in this draft. Uh, and now with the number uh, 10 pick, the Cleveland Browns are on the clock. With the 10th pick, in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select tackle Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Uh, I talked about this on last week's episode. Just get somebody to protect Baker Mayfield so that we can see if he's a good quarterback or not. So we can see all the talent come out on this roster. Uh, we have a little bit of a run on tackles going. This is the second tackle in a row. Picked Andrew Thomas. There are some people projecting that he could potentially be the, the first tackle picked in this draft. And he's a guy who's... Uh, He's been a starter a long time at Georgia, and that might help him as far as not being able to do any of the pre-draft workouts or have any pre-draft uh, uh, in-person meetings. You have a guy that you know he can start. He's, he's been a longtime starter at Georgia along that stack Georgia offensive line. You bring in a tackle. Uh, you can have him play guard. You can have him play the opposite of Jack Conklin, and you have a much improved offensive line from where you were last year. And maybe we can finally see this Cleveland Browns team uh, play up to their potential. But now we have the number 11 pick. Uh, the New York Jets are on the clock. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select tackle Meki Becton out of Louisville. Um, this is the run on tackles continuing. This is three tackles in a row. And this is the same thing with the Jets as it is for the Browns. Get you somebody who can protect your franchise quarterback protect the guy that you invested a first round pick on just a few seasons ago in the exact same draft as baker mayfield sam darnold has not had the protection necessary to develop uh we we haven't seen his potential yet because i think he hasn't had the proper protection they had essentially one of the worst offensive lines in the nfl last year and they went and signed a couple guys in free agency you brought in george fan who's more of a swing tackle maybe a backup offensive lineman you brought in connor mcgovern uh, but you bring in a guy like Mekki Becton, who D uh, Daniel Jeremiah has as his favorite uh, tackle in this year's draft. He's a monster of a man, super athletic for uh, for the, his size. He's a he's a dancing bear, as you would call somebody like this. Um, so I think you you bring in a guy with this much potential, he could be potentially the franchise left tackle and uh, playing along Sam Darnold for 
a decade. And now the Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock with the number 12 pick. And with the 12th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Uh, to me, this is, uh, this is a home run pick for a team like uh, Las Vegas. You go out and get yourself a number one receiver. You, get, you fill the hole that Antonio Brown left when he joined the circus. Um, and to me, uh, a lot of people might think that this is where Justin Herbert's slide could end. And I just don't see Justin Herbert as the type of quarterback that John Gruden and Mike Mayock would be interested in having. To me, he seems uh, like a sort of a quiet, or he doesn't just seem like that. That's one of the biggest knocks on him is that he's a, he's a quiet guy. He's not a vocal leader. And we saw last year on Hard Knocks uh, with uh, John Gruden that he wants a guy who's going to take command of the huddle, a guy who's going to be a leader, a guy with some personality. And that doesn't really fit, doesn't really mesh with Justin Herbert. So the Raiders go with the best wide receiver in the draft, according to a lot of people, a guy who can run really clean, crisp routes, who does a tremendous job uh, after the catch. And he can be a number one receiver there for years to come and help Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota or whoever is going to be the quarterback there in the future. And now with the number 13 pick, the San Francisco 49ers are on the clock. And with the 13th pick, the San Francisco 49ers select wide receiver Jerry Judy out of Alabama. This pick is really exciting. This is one of my favorite picks that I have in my mock draft. Uh, you have a team in the 49ers who, when Odell Beckham was on the trade block, when he was still with the Giants, they were extremely interested in bringing him in. A lot of people compared Jerry Judy to Odell Beckham. So you go and get your, your very own Odell Beckham. You get a number one wideout for Jimmy Garoppolo. Get him more weapons. Get Kyle Shanahan more weapons to scheme with. And I think this would be a really fun pick. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a pick that I I'm sure 49er fans would be extremely happy with. But let's move over to the 14th pick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And with the 14th pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select wide receiver Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama. Um, you went out, you got Tom Brady, uh, you, you, you got uh, a franchise quarterback. Why not surround Tom Brady with as much talent as possible? I think that they would love to go uh, offensive line here. A lot of the good offensive linemen have kind of gone off the board. So why not get him a Tyreek Hill-like burner, which is something that Tom Brady didn't have in New England. I mean, just imagine this offense with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now you add Henry Ruggs, potentially the best receiver in this draft. Some people like him better than the other two receivers that went ahead of him. So you, you add that to that offense. I think this is going to be a really fun team. And this is another pick that I'm really excited about. Let's move on to number 15 with the Denver Broncos on the clock. And with the number 15 pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select cornerback Christian Fulton out of LSU. This is the third cornerback to go off the board. Um, obviously, their head coach, Vic Fangio, is a defensive guy. Uh, a lot of people think that they could go wide receiver here, have somebody to line up alongside Cortland Sutton. A lot of the good receivers uh, off the board now, as we saw three receivers go in a row we had a run of tackles followed by a runner of receivers so the Denver Broncos stick to the defensive side of the ball they lost a lot of talent the last few years on that defensive side of the ball Chris Harris is gone Bradley Roby was gone a couple years ago so you still have a tremendous defensive line with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb uh, so why not add something in that secondary to make it even harder uh, for opposing offenses uh, the Atlanta Falcons now on the clock with the 16th pick 
And with the 16th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Uh, and to me, this is one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. Uh, you have uh, an offense with a ton of weapons. You brought in Todd Gurley. You still have Julio Jones, still have Matt Ryan. Why not try to improve that defense? Have him li line him up beside a guy like Grady Jarrett. And all of a sudden, you have potentially one of the best interior defensive lines in football. Uh, Javon Kinlaw is an absolute athletic freak. I mean, he's just a, a phenomenal um, athlete and a, a monster in the interior defensive line. Some people have him ranked higher than Derek Brown, a guy who went number eight to the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is a, a pick that the Atlanta Falcons feel really good about. This is a pick that you can feel really good about if they can't get up and trade for uh, a defensive back like we've been hearing a lot of rumors. But yeah, Javon Kinlaw joins Grady Jarrett and guys like Leonard Floyd, who they acquired in Atlanta with those new absolutely hideous uniforms. Uh, now at the number 70, 17th pick, the Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. And with the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select edge rusher Kalevon Chason out of LSU. Another LSU player off the board. Uh, you, uh, if you're Dallas, you lost Robert Quinn this offseason. And if you go and look at their edge rushers on their on the NFL website or wherever uh, you look at their depth chart, uh, there's not a whole lot of talent there other other than Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence is really the only guy they brought in, Alden Smith, but who knows? I mean, a guy that's been out of the NFL for a half decade, if he will be able to do anything or if he'll even get reinstated. Randy Gregory is the same thing. Will he ever get reinstated? Will he ever be an NFL player? I have no idea. But you bring in a guy like Caleb on Chason, he wore the number 18 at LSU, which uh, is a great honor that LSU honors uh, their their leaders with. So you know he's a, he's a good locker room guy. You bring him in and you line him up on the other side of Demarcus Lawrence. And to me, all of a sudden, you you go from having no edge rushers alongside Demarcus Lawrence to having two really, really talented guys uh, rushing the passer. And you can uh, pair your spectacular offense that you had last season with a, a really nice defense. And now the Dolphins are back on the clock with their second pick in the first round. And with the 18th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select tackle Josh Jones out of Houston. Uh, to me, this is just the obvious pick. Uh, the Dolphins had the worst offensive line in the NFL last year. You went and got to Atongavailoa with your first pick, and now you need to start building that offensive line because you cannot have him getting hurt. Uh, you, you didn't do all that much on the offensive line uh, in, in free agency you brought in. Um, Eric Flowers, who, uh, you know, definitely got overpaid. Uh, you brought in uh, Ted Karras at the center position, but you still have some huge holes. I mean, if you go and look at the tackles on this team, they're probably the worst pair of tackles in the NFL. So you get a guy like Josh Jones to come in and be a day one starter and develop there to potentially in the future protect your franchise quarterback in Tua. And now the Las Vegas Raiders are back on the clock at the number 19th pick. And with the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select safety Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. To me, this pick just makes a whole lot of sense. We've seen in the past that uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden love to go with guys from big schools. We saw that in last year's draft. Uh, uh, this is a guy from Alabama, one of the most winning schools in college football. Uh, he's a versatile player. 
He can play slot corner. He can play safety. You line him up beside Jonathan Abram. You improve that secondary, or you have him play the slot uh, corner position, and you get a guy who who can come in and start day one. And I think um, uh, he knows how to win coming from Alabama. And I think that's something that uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock really value in a player. So yeah, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders grab at safety here at the number 19th pick. And now the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock again at the number 20 pick. And with the 20th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars select quarterback Justin Herbert. This is where his slide finally ends. Um, we saw them go Jedrick Wills with the first pick in the draft. Uh, and now they come back and they take Justin Herbert. I mean, I, I think if Justin Herbert drops this far, I don't see Jacksonville passing on him. Uh, it's not what I would do. I really love Gardner Minshew. I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. I don't see why you wouldn't want to give him a, sh uh, a shot this year to prove that he's a starter. But I think that if a guy like Justin Herbert, we've seen Jacksonville fall in love with guys like this, guys like Blaine Gabbert, guys like Blake Bortles, guys with all the talent. I think if Justin Herbert falls this far, you bring him in, you already brought in uh, a tackle to protect a potential franchise quarterback. And now you have a quarterback competition between him and Gardner Minshew. And uh, you can maybe develop him, have him sit a little bit behind Gardner Minshew. Uh, and now with the 21st pick, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. With the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Uh, to me, if you're the Eagles, you are doing flips over this pick. Uh, this seems to be a guy that they're interested in, that they, they uh, seem to want to pick if he's the, available there at 21. Uh, you go out and you get yourself a big-time playmaking wide receiver, uh, which you did not have last year. I mean, the Eagles had essentially nothing at the wide receiver position last year. Uh, the Eagles have tried uh, on multiple occasions to try to trade for a receiver. I know a few years back they really tried to trade for Devontae Parker from the Dolphins. Uh, Devontae Parker is actually somebody who has been who Justin Jefferson has been compared to, so he's a big, uh, big guy who can go up and get those uh 50-50 contested balls you get um Carson Wentz a little bit more talent hopefully he can stay healthy and now you have a a potential number one wide receiver uh if all of a sudden Elshon Jeffrey get uh finally leaves I mean I guess he doesn't want to be there or he does want to be there I'm not really sure what's going on with that whole situation it seems like he's uh he's talking crap about Carson Wentz and then all of a sudden he's not talking crap about Carson Wentz but you can forget about that if you get a guy like Justin Jefferson, a number one wide receiver who can come in there, uh, make an impact right from the get-go and really uh, uh, help develop that offense into the explosive offense that I think it has the capability to be. And now we have the Minnesota Vikings at the 22nd pick on the clock. And with the 22nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU. Uh, to me, this is a really thin position for the Vikings. They lost Xavier Rhodes, although he was not much of a help anymore at this point. Anyways, uh, you go out, you get somebody who can improve that defense. He's uh, he's a uh, a smaller corner, so maybe you you have him in the in the slot. But uh, I think you you got to improve that defense. You could see them go wide receiver here as well. I think a lot of the good wide receivers went off the board, and they've also seen a lot of the good corners go off the board. So I think Minnesota goes and they grab a corner. Uh, before there's another run on corners and uh, now we have the New England Patriots on the clock with the number 23 overall pick 
with the 23rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Yatur Grossmatos, edge rusher out of Penn State. Not only did the Patriots lose uh, Tom Brady this offseason, they also lost a lot of key pieces on that defense. Uh, they lost a guy like uh, uh, an edge rusher in Kyle Van Noy to the Dolphins. So I think you bring in a, a young edge rusher, develop him into the way that you did with guys like Jamie Collins, uh, who you also lost this offseason, guys like Chandler Jones. Um, develop him, have him be an elite uh, edge rusher. Uh, a lot of people think maybe the New England Patriots could go quarterback here. I don't see it happening. I think if they do, I think they'll shock us and all and and take a guy like Jake Fromm, uh, even though he's not projected to go in the first round. It just seems like a really Patriots thing to do. But in my mock draft, I have them going edge rusher and waiting on a quarterback. I think they're they're okay with Jared Stidham at quarterback right now. Uh, and if not, they can go grab a guy like Cam Newton off the street or a guy like Jameis Winston. Although I don't think Jameis Winston's a, a tremendous fit uh, for Bill Belichick. But the New Orleans Saints are now on the clock with the 24th pick. With the 24th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Another LSU player coming off the board. Shows how much incredible talent they had on that team this year. Uh, to me, there's not a whole lot of holes on this team. This is a very talented team. Uh, there is, uh, If there is holes, it's on the defensive side of the ball. You go and get your guy, get your guy in uh, Patrick Queen, a guy who can come in and be a leader on that defense, be the quarterback of the defense. He's a versatile guy. Um, he can, uh, you can plug him right in, right there in the middle of your defense and have him uh, make make a difference because they've had a lot of heartbreaking losses uh, the last few playoffs, and a lot of the times it seems like the defense is the reason that they're having these heartbreaking losses. You have Drew Brees and that offense doing everything they can, and when it comes down to it, the defense is just letting them down. So why not try to improve? That defense that has let you down over and over and and try to make one more run at it before Drew Brees' career is potentially over. And now we have, with the 25th pick on the clock, the Minnesota Vikings are back on the clock with their second pick. With the 25th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select wide receiver Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Uh, you lost Stephon Diggs uh, via trade this offseason, so you need somebody to go in and play alongside Adam Thielen. Denzel Mims is a, a massive guy, uh, a playmaker. He tested really well at the Combine. Uh, I think he's a guy who can come in uh, uh, and, and start right away for, for the Vikings. We saw they haven't had um, a whole lot of luck at the wide receiver position drafting in the first round. I mean, they drafted a guy like Laquan Treadwell just a few years ago, and he's done absolutely nothing in the draft. So you hope that Denzel Mims will be uh, better than that, uh, hopefully. But yeah, you you uh, went with cornerback earlier in the draft, uh, improved that position of need, and now you go right back and you get wide receiver, which is an, another position of need for the Minnesota Vikings. Now we have the Dolphins back on the clock with the 26th pick. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select running back DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. A lot of uh, experts think that selecting a running back in the first round, not always the best decision, but uh, not only is DeAndre Swift a running back, but he can do it in the passing game like we talked about earlier during the news with Christian McCaffrey, and you get a playmaker like him, uh, you help a guy like Tua out who loves using running backs in the passing game. You have Jordan Howard right now, but other than that, you have basically nothing at the running back position. They had Ryan Fitzpatrick 
as their leading rusher last year with just over 200 yards. So you definitely need a lot of help in that running back room. You go and get the best running back and you, and if Dolphins fans, if this is how the draft goes, I mean, you've got to be pretty happy with it. You go and get your franchise quarterback, you get a franchise left tackle, and now you add a playmaking running back to that. You go all offense uh, after they went all defense and free agency. And now with the 27th pick, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. And with the 27th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select A.J. Epinesa, edge rusher from Iowa University. Uh, They lost Jadavian Clowney this year. Well, we assume he's still a free agent, so he can potentially sign, but there's a a lot of reports coming out that that's not very likely. Uh, So you bring in a guy to help that defensive line, which doesn't have a whole lot of talent at the edge rusher position. And I think... Any defender that goes to Seattle has got to be pretty excited. They have a, a way of developing guys into tremendous defenders. So AJ Epinesa, you can he's a really big guy. You can line him up at the edge or you can put him inside in certain schemes. So the Seahawks select AJ Epinesa and the Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock with the 28th pick. And with the 28th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select linebacker Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. This is probably the biggest steal in my mock draft. I think this is literally the only hole that the Ravens really seem to have on their on their uh, roster is, is that linebacker. You go and get yourself the next uh, Ray Lewis for your defense, a guy who can go and be the quarterback of the defense. And now you improve that defense that you already have an extremely explosive offense. Uh, with a tremendous run game, you can run out the clock on teams and run up the score. And now you have a defense that can keep their offense off the field. I think this, if this pick happens for the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, they got to be running that card to the podium. I guess there is no podium. Maybe you're sending a very quick email to Roger Goodell that you want uh, Kenneth Murray. And now the Tennessee Titans are on the clock with the 29th pick. And with the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Isaiah Wilson, tackle out of Georgia. A lot of offensive line have gone off the board. A lot of tackles have gone off the board. And uh, there's uh, there's a few needs for this Titans team in this draft. They could go corner. They could uh, go a few different directions. But to me, you lost a guy like Jack Conklin. You still have Dennis Kelly, who they obviously feel pretty good about if they just let Jack Conklin walk. But I think you can never uh, improve your offensive line too much. So you go and get a guy like Isaiah Wilson, who was an absolute mass of humanity. He came from that uh, Georgia offensive line that was so stacked. You bring him in, you try to protect Ryan Tannehill as much as possible, create running lanes for a guy like Derrick Henry. I think this would be a good selection for Tennessee. And now the 30th pick, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock. With the 30th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, we have a really interesting pick. I, I think that some Packers fans are not going to be too happy about this pick, but the Green Bay Packers select quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. Uh, fun fact, Aaron Rodgers is actually older right now than Brett Favre was when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so you get a guy, you bring in a guy you can develop behind Aaron Rodgers who is potentially declining. Um, maybe you get a few more years out of Aaron Rodgers, or maybe you get a lot more years out of Aaron Rodgers. But to me, if the guy like, Jordan Love is is there at the number 30 pick. I think 
you know, there's a chance that he won't be. I think there's a chance at the end of this uh, draft that there could be a team like the Colts uh, come and try to trade up back into the first round to get a guy like Jordan Love. But in my mock draft, he's available there for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, I mean, if you can develop this guy into a talent with all of the tremendous arm talent that he has and the mobility that he has, you can go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to potentially Jordan Love. I mean, that's an almost unfair streak of quarterbacks for the Green Bay Packers. So they select their quarterback of the future. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will be super psyched about this pick. But we have the San Francisco 49ers on the clock with their second pick. And with the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Cornerback Jalen Johnson out of Utah. This is another guy who his stock seems to have been rising lately. Uh, a lot of people project him to go uh, maybe ahead of some of these other corners that I had uh, picked earlier in this mock draft. But to me, this is one of the few needs that this 49ers uh, team has. They went out and with their first pick, they got a wide receiver in Jerry Judy, filled that hole. And now you get somebody to line up uh, opposite of Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was uh, embarrassed in the Super Bowl. Uh, a lot of people saw him get burned by some of the speedy receivers on that Kansas City team. But uh, Richard Sherman still had a solid season last year, and he's still been a good corner since he signed with San Francisco. But now you get somebody to long, line up alongside him, you improve that secondary, improve that uh, defense who already has probably the best defensive line in football. Uh, Jalen Johnson is the pick for the San Francisco 49ers. And now we get to the final pick of the first round. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. And with the 32nd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the final pick of the first round, Kansas City Chiefs go guard slash center Cesar Ruiz from the University of Michigan. Uh, another team that's super talented already. Uh, you could definitely see them go defense here, but I think a lot of the good cornerbacks have gone off the board and really no interior uh, linemen have gone in this first round. So you get, I think, great value with a guy like Cesar Ruiz, a guy that you can play at center or guard and improve that that offensive line for Patrick Mahomes and try to build on this potential dynasty that you have in Kansas City. So yeah, that wraps up the very first Average Joe football show mock draft. I hope you guys really enjoyed the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to uh, follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Average Joe Show. Uh, and if you have any questions about the show, you can email us at the Average Joe Show Pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next one.